Good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater Region, Northern North Carolina, internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You caught up with us here on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. We are still here to break down, discuss, and offer insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. That's our mission, folks. That is our mission, to help restore, rebuild, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. I'm continuing in the series of women issues, and this week I want to speak to the matter of women and their relationships with men. And uh, cannot explore or explore this whole subject. That's a lifetime worth of discussion and study and experiment and so forth and so on. But I do want to hit on something that I believe is key just a little bit and uh, hopefully inspire you to dig a little deeper in the matter. And uh, again, I'm not the expert in in the going zone of a woman's mind and heart, but I can put some things together and come up with some helps for women and men as well. We're going to get to men uh, after this series. Uh, I can use my own experience and my own observations over time, combined with the Word of God and study, and that allows me to offer some benefits to women. And so I'm not coming in totally ignorant and I don't want you to put your guard up so fast. Listen carefully, but be careful how you put your guard up and dismiss the information. I believe some of it's going to be helpful to you. A woman begins to develop her concept of the male-female relationship from the time she's a little girl. And I don't know exactly how old she is when she first begins to say to herself, I'm a girl but it's probably younger than a lot of people think and probably older than a lot of other people think. I'm not out of school that we should be teaching little children in kindergarten everything there is to be taught under the sun regarding sexuality and uh, the intricacies of the male-female relationships. Every child develops at a different rate. Um, uh, but I have read also uh, that a little girl forms assumptions of what it means to be a woman by the age of four or five. And if that's true, if a little girl does, does form most of her assumptions of what it means to be a woman by the age of four or five, then uh, we do have to speed things up. We do have to get busy ensuring that we're teaching, we're instructing, we're modeling and being good examples for our young ladies as they grow. At any rate, one of the first important questions to ask in figuring out uh, the dynamics of the male-female relationship, one of the first and most important questions to ask when it comes to women and, and how they view and their perspective of relationships with men, one of the first questions to ask is, did the little girl have a mother and a father? Uh, the little girl's relationship with her mother and father would deeply impact and influence her concept of her role in her relationship with a man. The little girl's mother would be her primary model for how to be a woman. She'll get her impressions of what a woman is supposed to do and what a woman can be from her mother. Now, please note that I'm not saying what the little girl learns from her mother is the role all women are supposed to play. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this, that when the little girl observes her mother in everyday life, she's going to interpret what she observes in her mother as the way things are supposed to be, whether or not they're true. That's how she's going to interpret what she observes from her mother. 
this is the way things are supposed to be. And I'm not going to be so so surface as to try and lump all women into categories and all men into categories. These are the things little girls do. These are the things little boys play. Uh, I will never say something like little girls like dolls and little boys like uh, guns and soldiers. I won't say anything like that because that's not true. That is just not true. You find some girls who like athletics more than boys. You find some boys who may have a pension for a dog, but, you know, they become uh, great hairdressers or something like that. It doesn't mean one thing or another. Be careful. Be careful with generalities. Right. And so, again, when I tell you that the mother is that little girl's primary model for how to be a woman, I'm not saying that what she learns from her mother is right, but it is something and it's going to deeply, deeply, deeply impact. The little girl's learning. A mother models womanhood for her daughter. That means the mother presents the living example to her daughter of what it means to be a woman. And remember where parenting is concerned, more often than not, you're teaching your child even when you don't intentionally mean to be teaching your child. You're teaching all the time. Because they're looking, they're watching, they're listening all the time. So you cannot not teach your child. So from watching and learning her mother's modeling, the little girl learns deportment. That's how to carry herself. She, and carrying herself refers to her personal conduct, her posture, the language she uses, how she respects herself, how she treats other women, her demeanor, her character, her behavior, all of that. She, she learns this. She gets these impressions from her mother. And there's some women who carry themselves in a way that commands respect. They're poised, they're classy, they're sophisticated, uh, uh, and, and you can tell they have self-respect uh, uh, because of the way that they carry themselves. And then by the same token, there are some women who by their conduct, their mannerisms, they, they send the message that I'm loud, I'm boisterous, I'm loose as a goose. Uh, the little girl learns how to care for herself from her mother. She'll learn those things from her mother. But she's also going to learn how to care for herself from her mother, how to manage her hair, how to take care of her health needs. Uh, I'll say this real quickly and just move on, but menstruation should not catch a little girl by surprise. That's what she has a mother for. That little girl watches her mother care for and reflect on herself, and that's where that little girl learns to appreciate her own body. And that's where that little girl learns and gains a sense of personal beauty. All this begins with her early childhood observations of and interactions with her mother. So this little girl is growing up. She's interacting with her mother on a daily basis. She's loving and being loved by her mother on a daily basis. She's watching her mother on a daily basis. Her mother is teaching her all day, every day, even when her mother doesn't and intend to be teaching her and she just absorbs what becomes reality about being a woman she just absorbs it from her mother the little girl learns from her mother how to love how to receive love acceptable and unacceptable treatment from others and this is crucial because it's right here that a little girl begins to form her primary concept of what she owes a man and what a man owes her.
if the little girl grows up watching her mother do all the work to maintain the home, work like cooking and cleaning and washing, if she watches her mother do that her whole life, then she learns that this is what women do. And not only that's what women do, but the better it's done, the better woman you are. Hmm. If she grows up watching her mother accept mistreatment from a man, then she learns that's acceptable behavior. It's what women do. Women take it. If she grows up watching her mother respond to her caring husband with passion, respect, and honor, then she learns that's what a woman does. She responds to her caring, passionate husband with respect and honor. I want to drive this point home. A little girl's mother is her primary model and example of what it is to be a woman. And I don't have time and space to cover all that's important about what a little girl learns from her mother, but I would definitely like to speak to one more point. A little girl learns about friendships from her mother. She watches her mother interact with other women. She listens to her mother talk on the telephone. She sees her mother fellowshipping and being friendly with women at church. But she also hears her mother tear down those same women at home on the telephone. A little girl will learn to appreciate, to value, and to celebrate other women from observing her mother. Wow, in the last moment or so, in the last minute or two, I've said some really critical things. The little girl begins to form her primary concept of what she owes a man and what a man owes her from watching and observing and learning from what her mother models for her. If her mother, mother models certain things consistently, she's teaching her daughter, this is how you be a woman. All right? And I, and I know this is important because sometimes it seems like I, I really dislike generalities and, and I'm not saying that all women, but I, I hope you can understand where I'm coming from here when I say that it's not uncommon. It's not a shock to see women uh, tearing down each other or competing with each other, sizing one another up. It's not uncommon. But the little girl grew into the woman who behaves that way because of some need that wasn't met for her while she was growing up. All right. So, uh, so the little girl's going to learn how to be a friend and what a friend means from her mother. If the little girl gets all that input from her mother, then what's left to get from her father? <laughs> she gets so much from her father. Now, it's from her mother that she learns what it is to be a woman. And it's from her father that she's going to learn something else totally so what's there left after she's gotten all that from her mother what's left to get from the father the answer is a whole lot a little girl's father will model the other half of what's required to successfully negotiate relationships and this is what we're talking about here this is the heart of the matter this little girl is picking up from her mother and her father 
the wherewithal. She's she's from watching her mother and father, from being loved by her mother and father, from interacting with her mother and father on a daily basis. She's filling her tool chest with the tools that she's going to need later in life as an adult woman to successfully negotiate relationships. And that includes relationship with a man or men and even other women. The father has a great role to play in this little girl's growth process. So the little girl's father is going to model the other half of what's required to successfully negotiate relationships. As she watches her father gently handle her mother. As she watches her father open doors for her mother. As she watches her father take care of her mother. As she watches her father be sensitive to her mother's needs and provide for her mother and protect her mother. As she watches her father respect her mother. She'll learn the acceptable way that a man shows love to a woman. And that will become the measuring stick by which she selects a man of interest in her own life. And just as she watches her father and observes her father model all of those positive uh, 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 dynamics of relationships, if she observes a father cursing her mother, calling her mother names, if she observes her father mistreating her mother, if she observes her father disrespecting her mother, and she'll also form a measuring stick by those observations. And she will, that will become the measuring stick by which she selects a man of interest. A little girl must see her father love her mother. And this is an all important aspect of forming a little girl's concept of love. So she's going to learn from her mother about being a woman, but she's going to learn from her father her concept of love. She's going to get some of that from her mother also, but she's going to learn how to be loved by a man from her father. The next important thing is that a little girl experiences a father. The a little girl will experience a father who truly loves and accepts her. If that is her experience, then that will play a heavy role in her formation. She must be loved and accepted by her father. Why is that? Because my anecdotal evidence, and when I say my anecdotal evidence, I'm saying that I don't have a scientific study, just my observations from watching, looking, reading, listening. But my anecdotal evidence says a girl will accept a man who treats her like her father treated her. A girl will accept a man who treats her like her father treated her. Why? Because she observed her father treating her mother in a certain way. And those observations taught her that this is what love is. True enough now, true enough, many girls end up choosing men who remind them of their father. Even if they did not set out to look for such a man, 
they end up choosing a man who reminds them of their father. There's something going on subconsciously. There's something going on there in the way that they interpret their emotional needs that causes them to be attracted to a man that reminds them of their father. Hey, you're listening to this week's episode of uh, Marriage and Family Clinic right here on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Glad you joined us here. We're talking about women's issues this week. I need to hear from you. Email me, cdhodges at hotmail.com. If you want to hear this again, go to iTunes and look up the C.D. Hodges' podcast. Inbox me on Facebook. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you're hearing me on here. All right? We're just so glad to have you. And again, I want to know if we're helping. I want to know if we're hindering. I want to know if we're making sense. I want to know if I'm just spitting in the wind. Let me know something. Somebody let me know something. All right? God bless you. All right. So uh, uh, let me go back to my last point there. A little girl will end up accepting a man that reminds her of a father. Somehow a woman accepts a man who treats her harshly, speaks to her harshly, and does not consider her needs after she grew up with a father who treated her harshly, spoke harshly to her, and failed to consider her needs. It's just not a surprise. If there is one person who needs to tell a little girl over and over and over and over again that she's pretty, it's her father. If there's one person who must tell that little girl she's good enough, she performs well enough, she's capable enough, she dresses nice enough, it's her father. Fathers are primarily responsible for validating their daughters. A woman will teach a little girl and will model womanhood for that little girl, but she's going to get a sense of self-worth also from a father's role is to validate that little girl because a father's validation goes a long, 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 long way to shaping a little girl's sense of security and fulfilling her emotional need for acceptance. Have you ever seen an adult woman, a grown woman who seems to go from man to man chasing love? Mm, maybe I hit on that in a moment. But she's missing that validation. She's missing that love. She hasn't had that father speaking love language to her in her growing formative years. A little girl needs to hear her father love on her. She needs to feel the love of a father, the validation of a father. It goes so long in forming her sense of self, her sense of security, her sense of emotional uh, uh, acceptance. A little girl would do well to see her father in the habit of respecting all women, as a matter of fact. Of course, not being too friendly with them, but just an overall healthy respect for women. Can you imagine what sensibilities a little girl forms if she grows up constantly hearing her father degrade women, calling them female dogs? You know what a female dog is, right? a witch and you replace the B with a, the W with a B? Can you imagine the sensibilities that a little girl will form if that's what she's constantly hearing from a father? She can't help but form the thought that she's one also. If my father calls every other woman one of these, then I must be one also. I'm telling you, what she observed from her father is teaching her 
and it goes a long, long way into her forming her sense of self, her sense of self-worth. Remember, you're teaching your children even when you don't mean to be teaching your children. The little girl's relationship with her mother is the primary way she learns to feel and think about herself. And the little girl's relationship with her father is the primary way she learns to interpret love. Wow, that's so key there. I want to say it again. The little girl's relationship with her mother is the primary way she learns to feel and think about herself. The little girl's relationship with her mother is the primary way she learns to feel and think about being a woman. And the little girl's relationship with her father is the primary way she learns to interpret love. Her relationship with her mother and father deeply, deeply, deeply influence and help determine how this little girl will grow up and feel about herself. Her relationship with her mother and father is going to go a long, long, an unimaginably long way in determining how this little girl will grow up and, and, and establish and figure and, and determine her self-worth, her sense of self her concept of herself. And that's what determines how she will manage and handle her relationships with men, how she feels about herself. Her relationship with her mother and father will teach her best that she is worthy to be loved, that she is loved, and that she can afford to love others. Her relationship with her mother and father will teach her that love is a safe place. It's safe to love. It's good to love. But the most important lesson that a mother and father can teach their daughter is that she is loved by God the Father. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that, my brothers and sisters, is in fact the greatest love of all. And, and I need you to please know that I'm not saying that a girl who grows up without a mother and a girl who grows up without a father, that they're somehow destined to fail and they're going to be lost and, and they won't know love and they won't know how to love and, and they're just going to choose a thug and, and so forth and so on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Please don't jump to those types of conclusions. Uh, that's really shallow thinking. Anybody with good sense knows that that uh, 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 one thing or one saying or one teaching is not the rule for everyone. I'm giving you worthwhile information to consider. What I am saying is that God's ideal is that it takes a mother and a father acting in accordance with God's word to raise a little girl into a healthy, loving, lovable woman. Yes, a healthy, loving, lovable woman. Some women grow up in a healthy situation and they're able to love and be loved. Some women grow up in an unhealthy situation and they have trouble loving and they don't like to let people love them. They can't seem to let people love them. What I'm trying to say to you right now is that like all other areas of personal growth, we all exist on a continuum. We describe the ideal, and tonight I'm describing the ideal for a little girl to grow up in. But we all exist on a continuum. Uh, 
The little girl who grows up with a mother and a father exists on a continuum. The mother, a mother and father works better for some than others. Now, what do I mean exist on a continuum? Well, she may have a mother and a father, but they're not the best mother and father. They're not that mature themselves, but they're a mother and a father. The little girl who grows up without a mother and a father, maybe she had just a mother. Well, she exists on a continuum also. She's not destined to know only one side of love. She's not destined to live half a life or an unfulfilled life. She's not destined not to have a good sense of her self-worth. I'm describing the ideal and I'm telling you that everybody exists on a continuum. But the ideal that I am describing, which is a loving mother and father, works for the better in most cases because it's closest to what God prescribes. Let me tell you why all this is important. When a woman enters into a relationship with a man, she goes in with all these conditioned and learned behaviors that are more like instinct than behavior. I say that because depending upon how she's been conditioned by her relationship with her mother and father, she may be totally secure in her person, emotionally mature, even tempered, and able to manage female relationships. or she may be totally insecure, she's angry, she's full of fear, and unable to maintain a relationship. Or she may exist on that continuum somewhere to the left or to the right of center. Some women are the proverbial peacemakers, and some women are the proverbial drama queens. And most of these inclinations are played out unconsciously. So many women don't even understand why they act and react the way that they do. Wow. Do you ever know any women who just, uh, 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 they're just always complaining. They're just always into it. You, you can't get along. They can't maintain relationships. It has to do with the way that they feel about themselves. And the way that they feel about themselves has been determined since their childhood, since their infancy. They've been learning from watching their mother and father, observing the mother and father, being taught by the mother and father, interacting with the mother and father. They've been learning how to feel about themselves. And everything that they learn growing up all through life, they bring into their adult relationship, especially with the man. So a little girl who has experienced a loving, caring father who made her feel secure will probably grow into that secure woman. While a little girl who grows up unable to depend on her father and never being validated by her father may grow up into a woman who enters a relationship with a man. Watch this. But when the relationship begins to get serious, when they start begin to have a uh, uh, grave conversation, not grave conversations, but serious conversations, more than surface conversations, when they start to develop feelings, and you can tell there's a shift in the relationship, when the relationship begins to go to the next level, unconsciously, that woman will do something to sabotage the relationship. Why? Because she fears he may leave her. And why does she fear he may leave her? Because that's what her father did. She didn't learn the security of a male figure like a father in her life. Whether Papa was a rolling stone or Papa just left home and never came back. You know how some dude went to the grocery store one evening, 
Haven't seen him in 25 years. She's probably not even aware that she carries herself this way. I saw a preview of the movie, Two Can Play That Game. In the movie, Vivica A. Fox's character said in, in one of her lines, if you want him back and you want him behaved, then you must do some strange things. Let me, let me tell you something right here. This is a recipe for a disastrous, unfulfilled, failed relationship. This is the type of advice you get from a woman who's been hurt, disappointed, rejected, and just failed at her relationships. This woman probably did not have a womanly woman to model womanhood for her in the form of her mother, nor did she have a father to love and validate her. Consequently, she grew up into a woman who believes she has to trick, manipulate, sneak, and connive to love and to be loved. And I would give a word of wisdom to all women out there. Be careful who you get your relationship advice from. Don't sit around at the card game or the Friday night fellowship with a bunch of women who are bitter because they've had failed relationships with men. That bitterness will rub off on you before your joy rubs off on them. Be careful who you get your relationship advice from. And as always, learn to look at yourself. The main point I'm trying to make here tonight is that a woman brings into her adult relationships, a woman brings into her relationship with a man, she brings the result and the impact of her relationship with her mother and her father. All that her relationship with her mother and her father did to her, turned into her, convinced her, trained her, conditioned her, uh, so forth and so on. She brings all of that into the relationship with a man. And woman, it would do you well to understand this. Man, it would do you well to understand this about a woman. You're not just dealing with the woman that you see in front of you. You're dealing with years of conditioning, years of mental conditioning, years of psychological conditioning, years of emotional conditioning. You're dealing with years of spiritual conditioning. Yes, that's right. Some girls grow up in some really, really strict religious orders. You're going to have to deal with that. All right, so I hope you said something to encourage you and to help you out on tonight. Again, you've been listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Appreciate you joining us right here, WGPL, 1350 on your AM dial. Join us right here this same time next week. That's 6 p.m. every Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Remember, email me, look me up on Facebook, inbox me, Bishop Carl Hodges. Also, if you want to hear these podcasts you can find them on itunes just search the cd hodges's podcast thank you for joining us and again remember you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the prince of peace god bless you we're out